Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Good morning, Metroplex. Thanks for turning it on, leaving it on. In case you're new to the show and the station, that is what TOLO stands for. We're your home of the Cowboys and your World Series champion, Texas Rangers. Let's talk about, in addition to the championship bullpen. I can say that because it's technically right. David Robertson, a one-year deal for the 38-year-old, will be 39 in April, RJ, 11 or $12 million from Jeff Passan. Yeah, um, and he's older. This is definitely a guy that has logged a lot of innings in his career, but they've been pretty good innings for the most part. He had a bad August, a really bad August last year after he went to Miami. And September was pretty decent. Only gave up two runs in the entire month and about a you know 10 or 11 outings. Uh, but he's somebody that's pretty reliable in the pen. Um, and for me, great calves. He's got great calves. His, how'd, you, how'd you scout them? I, I've seen a pitch a million times. Uh, great Cavs. I love them. His, his fielding independent pitching, which is basically like, here's what your ERA should look like, and and the gap between that, it's basically the things that you're responsible for. Walks, strikeouts, home runs, things like that. His fielding independent pitching has been pretty stable for the last three years. Like, he's around a 3-5 guy. So you're talking about a, a guy who essentially pitches like a bullpen arm who should have an ERA like around the mid threes, which I can take that. He's also one of my favorite players of all time because uh, uh, in 2009, when he was in his second year, we had uh, Ranger season tickets. Oh, and I used to go out to batting practice in right center and just stand out there and basically heckle the opposing team as they went through batting practice. And he was one that I was like going at one day, not like mean. And uh, you just being Bobby. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. And he starts chirping back a little bit. And this whole time, he's throwing the ball left-handed. He's a right-handed pitcher. I didn't know who he was at the time. This was his second year. And I made some crack about him looking like the most unnatural lefty I'd ever seen. And he turns back and he goes, I'm not even left-handed, you idiot. <laughs> and I, went, I, I, like, told him, I was like, so wait. I was like, you're, you're out here preparing for a game, not even using the arm that you use, and I'm the idiot. <laughs> and he like starts walking over to me, and I'm like, oh, he's going to kick my ass. And he comes up, and he tosses the ball up there, and he goes, that was pretty good. You're right. And what? Then he walked off. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get that spring training yeah. response. So his, uh, like, here's, wow. so Bobby, you mentioned 09. Back then, he used his cutter about 75 to 80% of the time. Now, he was still, he was a teammate of Mariano Rivera, who was like, that's kind of well, where he learned it from. But now, he has changed where he's using his cutter about 50% of the time. So his career has changed a little bit. Maybe the velocity isn't there on the cutter that it used to be, uh, but he throws a lot more sliders and curveballs now than he did, you know, even eight, nine years ago. And it's just, a, it's just a complete. He's a completely different pitcher than he was, sort of when he was more in his prime. He's still a big strikeout guy, though. Mm-hmm. He, he's a big strikeout pitcher, and he limits home runs. And so, I mean, I, I think this is a good signing. Starters announced for the NBA All Star Game. Luka Doncic makes it again, along with LeBron James. 20 straight years of all-star selection for LeBron. <gasps> Excuse me. Oh. Joker, Durant, and Shea Alexander. Eastern Conference, Freak, Embiid, Tatum, Tyrese Halliburton, and Damian Lillard. And a while back, Shaq was asked about Luka versus SGA and who he would take today. I'm going to have to take him. Wow. Luka's a fellow player, but this kid... Listen, he plays the right way, uh, gets his teammates involved, and when he puts his head down and goes to the basket, no one... Shaq, we're talking about right now. I'm talking... I'm right, now? right now? Right now? The numbers are similar. Yeah. I'm taking him right now. He's he's definitely he's definitely emerged as one of my favorite players to watch. Because I, li- I like I like stories like this. Guys yes. that come out of nowhere and then they're forced to be reckoned with. He's a hell of a player right now. 
I bet Shaq has no idea who Shea Alexander is or has seen him play. <laughs> I, boy, uh, I'd be disappointed if he didn't. Gets everyone involved. <laughs> uh, Luca averages three more assists per game. Shea, Shea has six assists a game. Luca has nine. Uh, and But Ruben... Ruben yep. came in here, and I remember one of you guys asking him about Shea versus Luke, and he's like, I'm taking Shea right now. Yeah. Is he, is he a Thunder fan? Yes, he is. Oh. So he's that, the one. That, that's where, it, yeah, he's <laughs> he's the one. No, uh, you know, it's funny, too. I, I'm just, I was looking over, like, Shea's numbers here after he had said that. And, yeah, yeah Shea's great. I, I really love him. And remember, we talked about him last year, the... What is it? Uh, you you catch more flies with uh, honey than honey. vinegar. So he had talked really. Traps. He had talked really glowingly about the refs. Like basically, he was like, "Hey, look, everybody's human. I don't fault them." Yada. And then all of a sudden, you saw his free throws per game jumped up about four on average than where it had been. But he is like, he's a really good player. And the thing I just keep going back to is like, how stupid do the Clippers feel for? trading him for Paul yeah. George at this point. By the way, I'm gonna yeah. I, I, I want to put an end to the the vinegar hate. You get you get some good vinegar. You you uh, you soak vegetables in it like cucumbers, mm-hmm. bell pepper. Just mm-hmm. soak it in the vinegar. Oh, so so tart. It's so one, good. It's one of my least favorite tastes in existence. I mean, I, I try to tell you all vinegar on fries, but no one listens. Maryland. It's, it's the it's the um, not like McDonald's it's not white fries. vinegar though. It's like the tannish, apple cider. Apple, oh, apple cider. On apple the vinegar. cider vinegar. Wow, I never tried that. Oh yeah, on, uh, I've tried it, but not on fries. Oh gosh. You got to get like. Um, you ever try to take a shot of it? Oh, yeah, it's awful. Yeah, it's called awful. tequila. That's what it tastes like. <laughs> um, okay, we need to clarify something. I thought in the Tim, by the way, Luca in studio with the TNT guys yesterday for the All Star pick said, uh, I probably shouldn't have done that with the fan. I was frustrated. The Mavs are the joke of a clarification, a pathetic attempt to try to make themselves and Luca look better, telling Tim McMahon. The fan wasn't actually ejected. We had security go up to him, and he decided to leave. Like, okay, Mavs, you look much better there, not. Uh, But Luca was in (laughs) – I mean, it's it's, it's so transparent. They think think everyone is is stupid. You know, they try to sit there and and make make that look better. Um, But Kevin Hagelin said he had a buddy who was at the game – and he was sitting right next to that fan, said the fan said nothing early on that was offensive enough to get tossed. Was he being an annoying Suns fan? Yes, but he didn't say anything out of bounds. So that makes me believe McMahon's version of the story even more. Um, but I want to I wanna clarify the end of the back and forth in the postgame presser because I thought yesterday Lucas said he felt like he was unfairly treated by the media. Let's all listen to this closely. And tell me what you hear on the text line. Be the guy, the bad guy in the media, right? It's all right. Do you feel like you're fairly portrayed in the media? No. Do you feel like you've been fairly portrayed in the media, or is it? Do you feel like you've been unfairly portrayed in the media? Play it again, please. Be the guy, the bad guy in the media, right? It's all right. Do you feel like you're fairly portrayed in the media? No. Hmm. Yeah, I think it's. Do you feel like you're unfairly? Okay, but that doesn't make sense for the tone of this whole presser. Yeah. Uh, especially with what he just said before that. I'm the bad guy, right? I'm the bad guy. Do you feel like you are, you would think, after that follow-up, do you feel like you're being portrayed fairly? And he says, no. Yeah. That would, that's what common sense tells me after he goes, I'm just the bad guy around here, right? You're always writing negative stuff about me. You would always. think You would think he would say, I'm unfairly portrayed. And that would mess up my topic if I was wrong. 95% of the stuff he writes about him is uh, positive. McMahon. 99. 99%. 99%. What did you hear, Pepe? You're, you're supposed to be the audio expert back there. I heard fairly. Like, are you fairly portrayed? Yeah. And, and he, he said, said no. Okay. So I didn't hear the unfairly part. And Bob? You think I you heard said, unfairly. You heard unfairly. Mm-hmm. All right, play it one more time. Do some type of audio trick uh, so we can okay. do it. I'll, uh, I'll boost it. Like on the word. Yeah. Be the, guy, the bad guy in the media, right? It's all right. Like you're fairly portrayed in the media? No. Okay, you feel it? I think it was unfairly. I heard him say fairly, even clear, but yeah. there's like a drop in it. Yeah, there's like yeah. a drop in the audio. But look, let's just ask it and get it out of the way. Do you think Luka Doncic is fairly or unfairly portrayed in the media here? Is he treated fairly in DFW? Oh, I think he's unfairly treated from the standpoint that he's unfairly protected. Okay, explain that one. Like he's not, he's not covered. He's he's caught. He's he's protected here. 
the, the, the local fans and media, we protect him. So, yes, he's fair. It's fair for him, but it's not a, re- a realistic um, reality of how he actually is, I don't think. It's like Dak, Bobby. You always talk about, right, the, the Dak coverage and how you know unfair it is. Where do you stand when it comes to Doncic? Uh, so I, I think that he's pretty, yeah, I, I don't think he's treated unfairly. I think everything that gets covered with him that's a negative is like legitimate criticism. And I think it's, it's fair coverage. I, I don't think he's protected either. Like, I think it's been a pretty common theme throughout the media that like he whines and that's, that's the biggest thing that you have to go after. Now, are, are there some national people who occasionally say some stupid things like, like they do about anybody? Yeah. But I mean, I think locally, I don't think anybody here gives him a hard time. Yeah, would have been the most criticized things about him. Uh technicals, conditioning, and what else? I mean technicals conditioning, whining. Yeah, well technical slash whining. Oh, technicals, yeah. I mean yeah that's his, it. His, his on- order as conditioning. On court demeanor, conditioning, that's pretty much it. Yeah. it like and that's otherwise more people, than fair. Otherwise people talk about him being heroic and like so I, I will say better the, than Dirk. We it, said he was better than Dirk like three years ago. The, the one common criticism you do get is like, why? <laughs> Maybe longer. Yeah. <laughs> is his style of play like, like d- does his style of play mesh with people? And is there too much yeah. focus on like style ball dominant Luca? And yeah. like, I've got to be in control at all times. Yeah. There and is a little bit of that. All that has been more than fair. Sure. So he's sensitive. He's obviously oversensitive. Uh, he's got thin skin. Look how he is on the floor. What's your final verdict? Fairly or unfairly portrayed? Fairly. Fairly for fairly. me. Yep. You both are saying unfairly. Fantex no, 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 yeah, too. Fairly. He's 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 like from he's not unfairly treated. I just think that we No, I'm asking what up. we heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he said unfairly. I <laughs> and you're he. saying unfairly, unfairly. Yes, he said fairly, unfairly. Fairly, fairly. And the Tolos? Fairly portrayed in the media. One Thank more you. time. Fairly portrayed in the media. I love how Peyton cut out the un. Yeah. I like it. Good job. <laughs> I didn't touch it. Good job. Fit our narrative. Fit our narrative. Dallas Stars on the ice last night. Now Dallas with their first possession of overtime. Harley turns on the Jets. Here he comes and he scores! What a game for Thomas Harley. And he gets the game winner 38 seconds into overtime. Ducks TV with the call. 4-3 stars. And that makes them 3-0-1 in their last four games. They move to within a point of the Central Division lead. Uh, one more game before the All-Star game. They host the Cavs. Yeah, Ovi, baby. And Ovechkin tomorrow afternoon right here in the Metroplex. We got a fresh Spitz and Suds Stars Ducks post game. And it's up wherever your favorite podcasts are found. Haskinen came back after missing 10 games. And he was paired defensively with Thomas Harley, who continues to impress. Yeah, he does. And when you get him... On uh, on three on three on a uh, in an overtime game, his speed shines, and it did on that final play and that final goal. Twenty two years old, scored the game winner, uh, had the game tying assist. Wait a sec, game winning overtime goal, assisted the game tying goal, and was plus three on the night. All the night, and uh, our Vegas hockey game is looking even better. Yeah, it is. Uh, Edmonton won their 15th straight last night. 15 straight. I, was, I saw their two away for the record, and I'm hoping they get it, and I'm hoping they are un, they are continuing that streak when we go. That, that could be close to close to 20 games by then. Because you want to see them lose. You want to see history. You want to see the upset. I don't care if I see them. I don't want to necessarily see them lose. I just want to see the game where they've got another chance to get another win. That's what I want to see. 877-881-1053 is the truckwreck.com Text line 877-881-1053. What are you going to focus on on Below the Belt? Are you going to focus on Cowboys or the weekend games? Uh, we're going to focus on the weekend games, the injuries, those sorts of concerns. And we're also going to take a look at the potential that you could let things ride with Dak and financially how that's feasible. Okay, so both is your answer. Yes. I didn't yeah. need the whole tease. Both. I just wanted to know what to plan next. Yes. Four, eight, forty. Both. So now I don't know what to do. Choppy, I'm going to let you pick. Uh Dak MVP, disrespect, or you want to preview the conference championship games? Oh, uh, let's uh, let's let's do a little conference championship. Let's preview those. All right, let's preview the final four. RJ Choppy style next. 
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the expressway. We are commercial free for the longest time here in this for segment. The longest time. And in this hour, Shaw Sharif, RJ Choppy, Cowboys Insider, Bobby Belt. You guys want to. Uh, for the longest time. It's a great song. Whoa. It's a great song. It great is. Sing along song as well. Billy Joel. Peyton and Ryan live on the fan cam, Twitch, and YouTube Conference Championship Weekend. Get started Sunday at 2 o'clock. AFC title game, Kansas City at Baltimore, and then our Lions going to San Francisco to try to not stun. Is that a seven-point game right now? Uh, the, the spread, the, the, yes, it is seven. Seven. It's seven. Okay. Trying to really surprise the 49ers. Choppy, let's start previewing. All right. Kansas City, Baltimore, San Fran, and the Detroit Lions. You say which one you wanted to do first? I did not. You did not? Okay. Are you listening today? <laughs> I am. I wasn't sure if you you were kind of hinting that you wanted Detroit first. No, I'm just saying what the two games are. All right. <laughs> Let's start with the AFC. We'll go in chronological order of the games. Sure. AFC game is first. Kansas City, Baltimore. Uh, by the way, if Mahomes wins this game, he'll be 14-3 and three in the postseason. Woo! 14 wins. Could set the record for consecutive games without a postseason interception at six. Oh, 14 wins would tie him with Terry Bradshaw, Peyton Manning, and John Elway for third all-time in playoff wins. Pretty good. Pretty good. He'd be behind Montana and Brady. Uh, Pat would have by far the best winning percentage. He's already at 813, uh, which is nearly 100% percentage points higher than Brady, uh, Aikman, such. Bart Starr, by the way, was 9-1. and one. That's stupid. So the magic number here for Kansas City is 13. Why is it 13? Because that's the number of times they'll put Taylor Swift on the screen. <laughs> well, close. Lamar Jackson's 0-4 in the postseason when his teams allow 13 or more points. Ugh. 0-4 in a playoff game. When they allow how many? 13 or more. I'm sorry. 13, he still wins. More than 13. Okay. Meanwhile, in 16 playoff games that Patrick Mahomes has played in, they have scored 22 or more 15 times. This is by far the best defense Pat's had. They're third in defensive EPA per drive. His teams in his career averaged 16th in the NFL in EPA per drive. So he is so, this defense is so much better. Yeah. And he still got two titles with that EPA per drive of 16th in the league. Only two other players this century have that or worse and have more than one title, and they both. Our brothers that have a nephew that plays at Texas. Pats this year is third. Take advantage of it. Baltimore, this defense is better than anything he's played on for the most part, but not the offense. Even though their offense points may be better, only four offenses had more possessions this year than the Ravens had. So they're just not as efficient with their scoring as they were in, say, 2019 per play. But, and that's really what you want to look at in one game scenarios. So the 22 points that I said Mahomes scores. In 15 of his 16 playoff games career, that's a good number. Because Lamar Jackson, in his career, 
has lost more than 60% of his games when his defense allows more than 21. It's a wild number. It's like they have a formula, and they stick to it like none other. And when that formula kind of gets a, you know out of, out of whack. Yeah, when they have to throw. <laughs> when they have to throw or get a shootout so they got to maximize possessions, yeah. So knowing that Mahomes is absolutely going to put up 22 the way he does, Ravens can't allow the Chiefs to find the end zone more than twice in this game. Interestingly, this game opened at two and a half. It's up to four. Most of the sh- 700, the, the sharp money, the sharp, the, the pro betters, very big on Baltimore in this game. Very big on Baltimore. I don't, I don't know how. I don't see it. I don't, I, this is like, this is a Kansas City money line game for me. Oh. Wow. Yeah, this is a KC money line. Or you want to tease it and get Kansas City up to 10 points. Mahomes ain't losing by double digits, I don't think, in this one. That's that's your other play. So that's the AFC game. Yeah, I, I mean, the Ravens, what's that wild stat we saw this year? They, like, blew the NFL record away of they had played, like, seven teams with winning records this year, yeah. and they beat them all by, like, at least 14. It's crazy. I, I mean, they're just, they're so, I, I think that what you're seeing there is just, a testament to how strong Baltimore is across the board. I mean, these are the top two defenses in the NFL statistically. Wow. Or it's it's Kansas City and Baltimore. So I mean it's I, I still would not have thought that with the Chiefs. <laughs> Man, they 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 really kind of flipped their identity this year. They, that defense was really, really good. Uh it is. It is. I think I said 0 and 4 is 0 and 3. I fat fingered that one. Uh 0 and 3 when they allow more than 13 points. Uh, all right, so you ready for the NF- NFC title game? Yeah, I just want to check the weather in Baltimore. Okay, go for it. I just want to check all the elements and, uh, you know, cloudy with a chance of bullets. Um, <laughs> but Sunday, this is cooler with rain, 46 degrees. A rain jacket may be needed for the football game. Is that more Lamar running around? Is that taken away from Mahomes? That seems to favor the Ravens right there with a 10-mile-per-hour win if it is rainy, right? Because Lamar beat the Texans with his legs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would I would think so. The The only thing is I, I also would have thought, like, oh, massive advantage San Francisco over Green Bay with it being wet, and it wasn't. like green. So, so, like, I don't know that it's as simple as just, like, saying, like, oh, they run better, so is it set up for them in that way? I mean, Mahomes has played plenty of messy weather games in Kansas yeah. City. There, he's played several rain games. He played one against Dallas and and beat them in, in Kansas City. And so, yeah. I, I mean, mean, look, he just played a, a, a nightmare conditions two weeks ago against uh, stop it uh, against uh, Miami. That that was as bad of conditions as you're going to find for throwing the football, right? I mean, you're talking about minus fifteen, twenty degrees with the wind chill. That was pretty brutal. All right, so the NFC game. Uh, this year, yet again, Jared Goff, the most profitable quarterback in the NFL. No team was better against the spread than the Lions were. 13-6, and 7-2 and two against the spread on the road. 2-1 and one as an underdog. That one loss uh, that they didn't cover was Baltimore uh, as, uh, against the spread. So for them to play the underdog role, they play it better than anyone. Uh, obviously, for San Fran, it's about getting pressure on Jared Goff. If he's pressured, he is uh, not nearly as good. The biggest discrepancy in QBR between pressured and unpressured is Jared Goff. He's one of the highest QBR quarterbacks in the NFL without pressure and the worst in the NFL when he is pressured. Um, but the Niners, ironically, this year, this this stunned me. They don't bring the ruckus the way we think. No. Chase Young's gone six games without a full sack. Man, I've mm-hmm. been waiting for the Chase Young impact. Oh, he's the safest pick in the draft. This is why you got to take him if you're Washington. Yeah. You don't take Tua. You don't take Herbert. Yeah. You got to take Chase Young. He's the safest pick in the draft. Hasn't had a sack in six games. Has even Randy Gregory done more than uh, that? Maybe, yeah. He that, has. Yeah. He does. He's he's collected a sack. He's had, and he's had half of a sack, but not a full sack. Nick Bosa has not had a sack in four games. Wow. That's a pretty good Left and right edge there. Yeah. At least name-wise, to not get a sack. And the Lions are one of the best offensive line units in the league. And I was surprised this, PFF, Bobby, I don't know. They write the Niners as the seventh worst offensive line unit in the league. That was that was a surprising thing to me. This is uh, 
so the problem is that they have not been able to get home with four San Francisco like they've, yeah. they, oh. they typically do. Remember, that's what we've talked about with the whole Sala and the Jets and the way the 49ers play defenses. They try to get home with four and then drop seven and flood the field and make things difficult on you. The issue is obviously they have not gotten home with that. They have the third lowest blitz rate in the NFL, the 49ers do. And so I wonder if they would just say, hey, we got to shift this a little bit. we got to change this up specifically because we know how important it is to rattle golf. It, it is very important. Uh, and, and listen, look, I mean, the weather could be a factor. Uh, Jared, Ness, you know, both actually quarterbacks struggle with bad weather because they have small hands. They've got very small hands. These these two are stopping. <laughs> these two guys have uh, among the smallest hands in the league with, you know, golf tied for the smallest and Purdy just a just a tick bigger. Um, and the weather's going to be, you know, calm. It's going to be, you know, decent day, but 20% chance of rain. Uh, Aaron Jones averaged six yards a carry against the Niners last week. What do you do against us? Well, right. I know. Something like and, that. And, you know, you've got Jameer Gibbs and, and David Montgomery who can, you know, kind of move the chains for uh, for Detroit. But uh, in this one, you know, you met, we mentioned that their, their offensive line unit for San Fran, that defense up front, with Hutchinson for the Lions, obviously they need to get pressure on Brock Purdy. Now, what could spell doom is Detroit's got to work the middle of the field offensively. San Fran is not good covering the slot this year for whatever reason. I don't know why, but the numbers are not good when they cover the slot, and that's where Amon Amon Ross St. Brown kind of lives. He lives on that slant right over the slot 10, 15 yards down the field. Generating pressure on the 49ers, by the way, the just the advanced defense numbers mm-hmm. from Pro Football Reference, the number one team in the NFL in generating pressure this year is the Lions. They generate a pressure on 28.2% of dropbacks. Wow. Number two, by the way, the Kansas City Chiefs. So the two three seeds this week on the road are the two teams that generate the most pressure in the NFL. I will say that when we talk about having trouble covering things like Detroit's in the slot terrible. or whatever else, these are the last five games Detroit's played, the top receiver opposite them in the games minnesota justin jefferson went for 141 cd lamb went for 227 oh. justin jefferson went for 192 puka nakua went for 181 mike evans went for 147 so the lowest top receiver they've allowed in five weeks is justin jefferson going for 141 wow this it's could be, be a like, big brandon Ayuk game yeah Ayuk might just eat he really might have a great game. I love him. Uh, yeah, I do too. Uh, in the last ten games, I hate him. <laughs> in the last ten games, with a home favorite is favored by six to eight points, and the total is between fifty and fifty-two. The over plays seventy percent of the time. The underdog is six and four straight up, straight up, and the dog covers nine out of ten times. And I think I think a lot of this is if Debo plays. That's it. Like that's that's the that's that's what's going to decide this game because their offense is completely different when they don't have him. Yeah, I mean, even if he plays though, he's going to be limited. Like, I mean, that shoulder is is clearly bugging him, and and there's no telling how much it's it's going to continue to factor with him. It's funny. There was a Chauncey Gardner Johnson, who's the the biggest trash talker, obviously yeah. one of the biggest ones in the NFL. Talked about Baker, Baker last Mayfield. week. There was uh, I, I couldn't find the actual clip, but I know that there was a time earlier this year where he was on a live stream. And he was talking about Debo Samuel and was trash talking him. And he goes, bro, don't talk to me. You're a running back because you're running back. Oh, so there, wow. there, there's some there's some added fire there. Since 2010, teams that have played on Saturday in the divisional round <laughs> are 19 and nine in the championship game. That okay. extra day of rest that matters. Extra, I mean, I mean, it might it might it, the, the numbers say it does. Uh, but whether or not that's actually going to be something that plays into it, uh, we'll see. Now, since the new format started in 2020, three times a team won two games at home and then went on the road for the championship game. So Detroit played two games at home and then went on to the championship game. They are 0-3 and lost by an average of 19 points a game. Mm-hmm. So they're getting destroyed. So it's generally a two or a three seed, obviously. And they are getting destroyed by the one seed in the championship game. All right, Roberto, let's turn it over to your playoff picking brilliance. 18 and three? What is that? Is no, that... no, no. Actually, I, I had miscalculated 20 and three. Uh, t- oh, I was. I'm yep, sorry. Yep, yep, yep. 20 and three over the past two years picking playoff games. Against the money line, no spread. I can't do that. I'm, I'm going to miss that. But yes, I, uh, I, I do have a beat on this. I do watch a lot of football, Sean. Okay, give us the official 
picks and selections on the chartwreck.com text line, 877-881-1053. And Bobby, tell us who's winning these games. I am going, the the one I'm most confident in is this will be San Francisco going to the Super Bowl. They've just been so good all year and so dominant. I know they had their slip up against Baltimore. They had the little three-game stretch where they had those troubles, and that was when they were missing Trent Williams. Purdy was banged up. Samuel was out. But, I mean, other than that, you look at that, and they're, they've just been completely dominant, and they're they're even more impressive when they're at home. So uh, I think that this will be a San Francisco victory. They'll head to the Super Bowl, and then – I felt really comfortable at the beginning of the week that like slam dunk Baltimore, like beating Kansas City. Just, I don't know. It, it was the same thing. Like I was ready to pick Buffalo last week. And then as the week went on and it got to Friday, I was like, I got to pick Kansas City. Like, I just, I don't, I don't feel good about it. I'm waffling a little, but I'm picking Baltimore. Why are you waffling? I just, there's some weird, yep. like. I have the same feeling. Intangible magic about Mahomes. Like, like it's just, it's, it feels, I think it's a lot for another, like an opposing team to overcome. Not not just obviously his talent, but I think the the mystique. Like it's sort of like a Brady mystique at this point, where it's just it's a lot to to go like, man, that that's something we really have to scale. But ultimately, I think Baltimore gets it done, and this will be Ravens 49ers in the Super Bowl. Hey, pay. Well, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna pick Detroit. I Whoa! think I think the 49ers looked very beatable last week. I mean, yeah. they, they were you know a few minutes away from losing the game. They were down by seven going into the fourth quarter against the Packers. Um, and I just I think this is just Detroit's year. I think what they've put together there in Detroit and just how they've played throughout this whole season and how they play for Dan Campbell, I think this is the year they get it done, go to the Super Bowl. And then in the AFC, I do have Baltimore. I think the Chiefs run uh, ends in Baltimore. I want to pick Kansas City. That My gut is telling me Kansas City because of I still want my Lamar throwing narrative to be true. Uh, I ultimately want to be right. CJ and the Texans, they screwed me in the armpit with that first-round pick. Uh, Lamar throwing, bad weather if it's raining. But Mark Andrews is back. Does Kansas City just have enough? My feeling on this is Kansas City better, uh, Baltimore better beat them by 10. Because if it's close, second half, all the championship mystique stuff, all my, my Lamar questions that are still there, I would... I would pick Kansas City in a, in that second half. How great is this Ravens defense, though? How great is it? What's what's the weakness and what's their strength? I need to know that before I ultimately pick here. I mean, they're they're not really weak. Like, I mean, if you want to look at one that like an area where they've had some trouble at times, there's like they they haven't been necessarily efficient stopping the run. They don't get gashed, but I mean, they're not exactly efficient. But I mean, that's not Kansas City's game either, and so. I just I don't see a lot of vulnerability like that. I mean, I mean they they played incredibly impressive against Houston. And they didn't even have Marlon Humphrey, and he's their best player in the secondary. And so I, I just I don't see enough of a weakness on them. Chiefs, San Fran. Chiefs, Chiefs, San, San Fran. Yeah, my last my last opportunity to be correct with the narrative. And we'll see, and we'll be talking about Lamar coming up short on Monday. Oh, okay, I get yeah. your saggy your saying. Chiefs. San Francisco, even though I'm kind of slightly rooting for Baltimore. If you want a little bit of, oh, that's interesting to at least monitor and, and see what's occurring here. The last, over the last five weeks of the season, the Ravens allowed their three highest opponent yard totals. Okay. So Jacksonville, San Francisco, or, or San Francisco, the Rams, and the Dolphins all got the three highest yardage totals against them at the end of the year. Choppy, straight up picks. Straight up picks. It's a tough one. I think it's Which one do tough. you feel more confident in or both? Oh, I feel way more confident in in one of them in the in the AFC. I I think Kansas City wins this one. I I think they're I think Baltimore's obviously a better team, but I'm never going to pick against them. I'm just not going to pick against Patrick Mahomes. Okay. So they will win and I am going full on Road Warrior Hawk in this one. <sighs> both Road teams yeah. win. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Is that Detroit the wins. Of doom? Kansas City wins. And I said it after the after the opener on Thursday, and somebody had to remind me this on Twitter. I said we'll see Chiefs lines in the Super Bowl. I don't remember saying that, mm. but Twitter told me I said it. Well, a because of weeks you've ago. also said I think Buffalo in the Super Bowl. Yeah, and- I have. Yeah, yeah. yeah you just well, said- I had money. that was money. Yeah, you, I had money. You also just said though that like I'm just never going to pick against the Chiefs. You did pick Buffalo last week. Yeah. 
I did. I said I'm done. I said I'm done picking against the Chiefs. Done picking against the Chiefs. So I'll take Detroit and Kansas City. Get the official selections in on the chart.com text line 877-881-1053. From just a storyline perspective, though, like for our coverage in Vegas, who would we, is it Detroit is the obvious one, Detroit-Baltimore? Is that the sexiest matchup for storylines throughout the week? It's definitely Detroit. Detroit would be it. Um... I mean, I, I Baltimore think, doesn't have a sexy storyline. No, but just the idea of like the the coverage of like Lamar, Lamar, yeah. and like scaling that he would be realistically wow. the the first like primary like trait being a running quarterback. He'd be the first one to win a Super Bowl. Mm. Hmm. Yep. Okay. Trucker okay. Come text line. Uh, let's see. Uh, everyone picked a different matchup. Where everyone picked a different combo. That's good. All right, that's very, very good. Keeps it fun. Bragging rights. Uh, you know, that's that's absolutely it. And, you know, the Chiefs have other talent, if you haven't noticed, beyond just the quarterback. Yeah, they do, but that's mainly the quarterback. I mean, that's what, that's what it is. Their defense has been very, very good this year. Expressway, Friday, Sean and RJ, hit it. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Did you know that Benjamin Franklin invented the junk drawer? Junk it! All right, let's get to some of the leftovers here to clean it up on DFW Sports Station. And we got some uh, we got some local news with Oklahoma Buildings and Austin Gas. Yeah, Oklahoma Building, the Oklahoma City, our neighbor to the north. My dad brought this up to me yesterday, and I was like, whoa, is this is this that much of a national story? I, I, I mean, this I saw this in the New York Post, so obviously it's picking up somewhere. But way to support Mac Angle. <laughs> well, he's got a paywall. Oh, uh, <laughs> I don't do paywalls. Um, they are planning to build the tallest skyscraper in the United States. This real estate company adjusting the already ambitious plans to construct the boardwalk at Bricktown Tower, making it 1,907 feet. The symbolic height honors the year that Oklahoma was admitted to the United States in 1907. They were originally going to have this building be 1,750 feet, which would have it as the second tallest building in the country behind the Freedom Tower, which replaced um, the World Trade Center. But they said, you know what? Screw it. We're going to make it the tallest building in the United States. Wow. So In Oklahoma. In Oklahoma. It's going to span 5 million square feet. It's going to have 1,700 residential units. Two Hyatt hotels, condos, commercial, community use space, youth use space, and it is now the twentieth most populous country in the uh, city in the U.S. in the country, uh, one of the fastest growing in all of America. I Oklahoma City. What exactly? How much is the insurance on that building in the middle of Tornado Alley? With, like, massive tornadoes that rip... And not just, like, they don't discriminate. They will go through, like, city areas in Oklahoma. Like, the tornadoes will. And so, to me, it's like, I just wonder, like, do you really want to put the biggest skyscraper in the world in also, like, EF5 tornado country? It might be be higher than the tornado. Like, the top of the building might be outside the tornado. (laughs) I just think, like, if you're going to build the tallest, like, the insurance that, like... How many floors, Choppy? It, I don't think it said floors. It said uh, I'm just 1,900 feet. I'm just amazed at the construction. Like, imagine being on your, your – how, how do you – Build that? How do you get up there as a worker and sit crazy. there and build that? Insane. Right? No it, fear. And then, like, because we, we saw them build this building here next to us. It's, not, it's only, like, five floors. 
But like they built they put a crane in the middle and that's how they kind of build it out. And they just leave the crane in. They like that how do you how do you it's in the middle of the building. How do you get it out? You just leave it in? I mean I, wow. I would not. I would not climb up the ladder for the the fire truck. So I don't understand how people get that high to build. Meanwhile, Dave Portnoy over at Barstool is obsessed with this story of the gas, the farts, yeah. and the airplane in Texas. So Bobby, get ready. We're going to be on an airplane here in about a week and a half. But this is from another 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 Texas flight. This is a flight from Phoenix to Austin. Well, and people were boarding. And this guy was angry about something. This is a Redditor post this. Maybe he was hungover, rough day, I don't know. But he sits down and he grumbles on his bre- under his breath like blanking hell or something like that. And people are saying that he, you know, you're being rude, you're being rude. He goes, you think that was rude? Well, how about this smell? I swear to God, whatever this story, I was like, this, this can't be real. Okay. <laughs> this was one of the most hilarious stories I've ever seen. And I don't know what provoked that comment. And, well, funny to overhear, it was uncalled for coming from a grown man on an airplane. But what happened was they started to get a whiff of this thing. And <laughs> this guy was, they said, excessively farting. He was purposely tooting over and over and over again, lifting his leg, making Grego. it loud, the Greg, stinking. The, the Grego trip to New Orleans. Everybody, let's just eat the smelliest food possible all at the same time. That's what this guy was doing. And, and they're like, if you don't like it, you can fly private. And the fart, they call him the fart man. The fart man says, that's so rude. You think that's rude? <laughs> there you go. He likes and to fart in bed. They had to get him off the flight. They had him deboard the plane. What? He was excessively farting. They said, you're out of right, here. So there was no mystery to it. Like, he was letting it be known it was him. Yeah. He was wow. letting it be known. And they breathe, they all breathed the real sigh of relief when he was removed. <laughs> The trip was delayed about 30 minutes because of this tutor. Okay, so what is the official legal reason to get him off? What is it? Disturbance? I, is I that a public a disturbance? disturbance? I, I think the pilot can get you off for any reason. Hmm. Um, uh, you know, like if they think that you're disturbing the passengers and you're going to make for a uncomfortable flight. Because my first it's question a biohazard. Was, I mean, you got all that fart going in there. And that's, a, that's a lot. Because my first question was, how are they proving this? But this guy is just flagrantly admitting yeah, it. Listen, he I, I really hope when he got kicked off, he had to say, smell you later. Oh, gosh. <laughs> that that would have been amazing. So uh, that took place. What airlines was that? It was American. Yeah, we had a, we had a, we had a, a fire in the galley uh, in an American plane lands in Houston. Now we got a, uh, you know, the, thank God there was no fire here. The whole cabin would have burst into flames. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I mean, look. So, so whatever planes are not falling apart at this point are just being destroyed. It would have by... been better to have that door fall off of this one, air it out. The plug door. Maybe plug, you could plug him up. The plug door. That's right. All right, we're getting rid of mirrors now. Yep. That's this nightmares? is this is what things have come to. We're getting rid of nightmares. We're we're working on it together. Uh, no, this is actually a middle school in Graham, North Carolina has had to remove mirrors from the bathrooms at the school. And it's like, well, why? Why would you have to, what, you just don't want kids to grow up to be vain? You don't want them staring at themselves in the mirror for forever? Uh, no, there was a absolute takeover of the school's attention span and time of middle schoolers going to the bathroom and using the mirrors to create TikToks. So kids would just disappear for like <laughs> chunks of time at, at a given moment and they'd go in there and it'd be like, you're in here making a TikTok again. So the district spokesman, uh, Les Atkins, says students were going to the bathroom for long periods of time, making TikTok videos. Uh, It says not as many uh, visits to the bathroom, not staying as long, and students are held accountable. And then when there's accountability, you see a great difference. So they're basically removing the mirrors. They said they've seen a positive impact. They're trying to limit bathroom trips now as well. But this this is what TikTok has done to people, is that they're now saying, like, just basic things you wouldn't even think of. It's like, well, we have to get rid of mirrors. You're not allowed to have those in there anymore. And I'm... Do y'all's kids at home just, like, look and stare in the mirror and, like, check themselves out? I mean, my oldest one does his hair six times a day. Oh, that's... And it's the same haircut. They all have the same haircut, that broccoli haircut. My youngest one now, <laughs> two days in, he's got that, too. That, so bad. That drives Kristen nuts, or did. I don't know if it's as much of a problem anymore, but Kristen would be in there, like, getting ready in the bathroom or something like that, and Jacob would, like, come behind her and just start, like playing with his hair in front of the mirror or like step in front of her and she's like what are you doing she's like i'm clearly getting ready get out of here like it was a, it was an ongoing issue there for a while where he would just look in the mirror and kind of play with his hair a little bit for for the claim that you know the this generation like they're they're, they're they got their self-esteem issues and everything else they do love staring in the mirror and looking at themselves hey what was the popular hairstyle when you were younger 
Oh, it was the, uh, well, younger, probably like eighth grade freshman year, I would say. It's like the, and I, I did it for a couple of years. It was the kind of, you, you push the hair up a little bit in the front, like spiked it a little yeah. bit. Not full mohawk, but like just a little bit in the front, a little gel. DA. That's what I did. I wore the Sperry's and the cargo shorts. Oh, yeah. DA, duck's ass. That's what that was called. Cause it's DA. Little, yeah, yeah, it's called duck's because it it's the flip up like you got a duck's yeah. behind uh, uh-huh. as your hair style. What would you say ours was? The bowl cut? Or like the, cut, the, 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 butt, the three butt lines. cut too, that one in the middle, straight in the middle, where it was like you look like Matt Damon and Goodwill Hunting, <laughs> that right in the middle part there. That was that was a big one. Uh, the high and tight was always good. Okay, the high and tight. Yeah, yeah they, these days it's just like wild unkempt hair that they just kind of like mess up. Liberating, you know. I, I, I was when I was in high school, was, I had to use gel, hairspray, and gel again, like all three. Yeah, no, you looked like uh, one of the the like yeah, gangsters Greece. from Greece. Yeah. I don't think I can get in trouble for saying this, but in the Hispanic community, there's one type of cut. You know what it is? They call I, I, the. I, I don't know. I I think I don't know the name of it. They, so my my nephew in law, he would just go around and be like, "What up? What, what's up, cuh? What's up, cuh? C U H the cuh cut." Cuh. And I'm like, "What are you talking about?" He's like, "That's the haircut." I don't know whether it's called the Edgar or the cuh, but he's like, "The Edgar." What's up, cuh? <laughs> Y'all let me know. Y'all I let know me know. That. Y'all let I me know. I heard that one. On the truckwreck.com text line. It's the cut cut. People say on the fr- uh, truckwreck.com text line, uh, the faux hawk, the frosted tips was big back when we were kids. Oh, yeah. Yeah, back in the uh, late 90s, early oh, 2000s. Ramen hair. Yeah. What yes. is avalanching? That, we are in the season of avalanching, okay? It's avalanche season, both on the mountain and off. But in a recent poll, a staggering 80% of online daters swipe with more frequency on dating apps in the middle to late January to secure a Valentine's Day date. Uh, they will old Peyton Russell method. throw Sorry, caution to the wind and lower their standards in order to get somebody to date them for Valentine's Day. And and the holidays or after holidays? It's after holidays. So, like, you know, maybe you're spent the holidays alone yeah. and you're like, screw it. January 1st, we're going to find somebody, man, and we're going to get on a Valentine's Day date. And we're just going to swipe. It's, is it left or right? We're right. just gonna swipe. You know um, what it is. I've never, I've never, I, I was never used right. one. We're gonna swipe. We're gonna swipe. We're gonna swipe. And then you avalanche. You avalanche people. I'm just, and I've said it before. Like I'm so glad I missed this era. Like, like this is just the the the. You would have been um, incredible to watch. No, I get your dating reports. I'm saying that sarcastic. Oh uh, <laughs> no, I, I would I would have been our entertainment. I would, I would have been in uh, like an anxiety ridden mess with the way this works and the way you got like like I already overthink everything. And, and try to read too much into things. Like, if, if most of the communication was over apps and everything else, like, I would, ooh, it, it would it would not go well. I, I'd be reading tones that weren't there. Not good. You don't have any comment anymore now that you're taken? Now yeah, you I'm taking it home? I, I, I don't get those apps anymore. Those apps are, you know, I, I, I found my lover, you know. Why haven't you, why haven't you deleted uh, why haven't you deleted Bumble off your phone? Man? Hey, don't don't say that. She listens, okay? <laughs> Not 6:40 on Thursday. You're fine. 877-881-1053. The advice I guess now is to let your kids play violent video games. That, Did you see that you see that TikTok video like the grandmother? Yes. Someone was playing Grand Theft, Grand Theft Auto, Auto or something, yeah. and she thought it was the 6 o'clock news. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and her face is slow-mo with the reactions. Oh she thought God. the world was ending. Yep. So this was over at uh, SciPost.org. It says, in a surprising twist to the long-debated topic of video game violence, because that's what we, what we always heard growing up. Like, Grand Theft Auto, it's going to, like, raise these hellions who uh, they're all going to become addicted to violence, and this is going to become fantasy that they have to act out. Uh, but contrary to that popular belief, a recent study says that playing violent video games might actually decrease stress hormones in players. Get it out. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's cathartic. It's just one of those things where it's like, I, I need to blow off some steam. Let me, you know, play Grand Theft Auto, uh, you know, take a baseball bat to somebody, push them over a cliff, <laughs> uh, whatever it may be. Uh, the findings have been published in the scientific journal Physiology and Behavior. For years, the impact of violent video games on behavior has been a contentious subject. Past research has often pointed towards a potential increase in aggression and stress among players of these games, uh, but the recent research and study says that it's actually something where people see a decrease in the stress hormones and they're they're more level. I, I, I could huh. see this. It's like a stress ball or like taking out your aggression on a, a punching bag or something like that. It, it makes sense to me. Man, I'm listening, I listen to my kids play video games and they're on these headsets with strangers. I mean, they have alternate personalities. Like my youngest one, he'll be on he'll be on a headset with with complete strangers, 
and he'll just make up lies about his about it. Yo, you know, so my birth parents, they uh they, they don't they don't talk to me. They they just they just send me money every now and then. I live with a, a foster home. What, what's and the, he just makes things oh, what's up. What's the purpose of that? Just to just to make things cuz he, he cuz he's like he thinks everybody's like an old person trying to mask as a child. So he assumes everybody else is lying on there. Just de- very oh. deviant. Very deviant. Why not just play the game though? Why talk about any of it? You got trash talk, man. You got, you <laughs> don't got you play? Talk. You play on a headset? No, I mean I have in the past, but I don't. Anymore. Pay pay? Yeah, you got to be better than the other person you're playing with. Yeah. If it, if it's a random player, and I will tell you what, you know, from experience, I don't do it a lot anymore. But there's nothing that'll make me feel less human and manly when I throw a remote. Like I like it. Like it, it does calm me down a little bit because I throw it and I see it, you know, bounce off of the wall, and I'm like, all right, I'm just a freaking loser. How do you think your video game uh, amount of playing will change moving in with the girlfriend? Does she well, know how much you play? How much do you think you play a day? No, it, I mean, I play, for, it, when I do play, it's two hours for the at night. You know, it'll be like 7.30 to 9.30. That's I a mean, lot. A day? It? No, no, no. We're, it's just twice a week. Okay, twice a week. Well, weekend, weekends, we don't play. Me and the homies, we don't play on the weekends. Just, oh, you know, nice. usually a Monday, Wednesday or something. But I've told her, you know, hey, I have my own TV, you know, maybe because we, we have a three-bedroom at this house. Oh! Thinking about making a, a man cave, you know, I can go yeah. in there and blow off some steam in my uh, video game life. So Wow. Three-bedroom? Look at him. He's, yeah. he's just such a flex. You're going to have, like, <laughs> guest bedroom furniture and stuff. That's... I, we could charge people to live there. That's how you cut down the rent. That's exactly what there. you should do. So Bobby? we have... Have some M- <laughs> <laughs> we have some MVP results and end of season awards for the Dallas Cowboys getting all their praise. I made a statement uh, that I got jumped for. I understand why. I said I've never seen an MVP type season so disrespected as what Dak Prescott put up and is going through. Does that statement hold true after some of these MVP results? And was it really an MVP season? Next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 